Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It's, I'm hearing the birds chirping outside. They're really cute. <laughs> it's very early in the morning and I was sleeping quite well. As soundly as I can sleep sometimes. And um, I got a text message. Do you all like have your your phone by your bed at night <laughs> I'm just curious um I think it's so interesting the one time that I I was turning my phone off for a while and um and the one time I turned it off my my daughter had just started a flagstaff at ASU and um and then there was a shooting on campus <laughs> because I like I missed I was afraid I would I would miss an emergency emergencies would be nice to miss right you'll be the last one to hear anyway um I want to talk about something so I work with these these young people and I'm I will be for next for the next couple days and then um they will be out for the summer, and I will be out for an, another adventure. Um, so this was a natural pause in our counseling time, and some of them may have stayed with me, but a lot of them probably would have paused for the summer anyway. Because a lot of them, um, their issues had to do with school, <laughs> to be honest. But anyway, I have... You know, there a number of my kids are are very sensitive, and I'd like to keep them that way if I can. I'm not one of these people who tells a young child toughen up. You know, you need to be tough for this world. I I remember being told that throughout my life. I mean, even currently, they don't say it that way, but they they say stuff like now it's like you take stuff too personally that's what they they word it that way because i care because i care and i you know i'm taking i'm taking my it too too personally i got my myself too my feelers too much into this thing you know and i'm i'm <clears throat> So what's happening right now is that I'm I'm having to call families and such to let them know that I'm leaving or text them or whatever and it's been really sad. And and I and I've been realizing how much responsibility that I had. Uh, a lot of responsibility um more so than I should. Now that I believe that I should change about myself. But in my counseling with these children, I use whatever I have. And, and a number of them have a faith. They believe in God. They come from, you know, maybe a Christian family. Some I have this this one, and she believes more of so in mythology. You know, so I'm trying to figure out, you know, what higher power I'm going <laughs> to ask her to, to um, consult. But anyway... So I have this little, this young person that I, I think the world of. 
And I was doing this exercise with her and I had given her this, this phrase actually from the Bible because she's a Catholic. She's, you know, one of the, I mean, I think the Catholic church is like declining hugely in um, attendance. I have to insert this right here and I'll get back. I could not believe this. I, so the Catholic church in the United States ended up taking out these PPP loans, whatever they are, during COVID in the, in the tunes of a billion dollars. The Catholic Church took out, took money from the federal government in the amounts of like, I think it was like a billion dollars. Can you believe that? I was like, oh my God. Anyway, I'm sorry. Because I, 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 I was raised a Catholic and it's not that I believe. I don't go to church. I don't really believe, you know, I'm not sure what I believe to write this second about all of that. But I just couldn't believe they, that they did that. I don't know if they're going to have to pay it back or what's going to happen, but I was just shocked. A whole bunch of Christian churches took a whole lot of money from the federal government during COVID. I'm just saying, got to insert right there. Um, and then yours truly, and, and a whole lot of people who worked through COVID didn't get an out and got very, very little from the federal government. Um, just saying. Anyway. So getting back to my subject. So I got this little girl and she's a Catholic. And so she has this faith and, you know, and I had taken this, this little scripture from the Bible. I guess it's in Proverbs because I looked it up. This is, you know, I will trust in the Lord with all of my heart. And then it goes on and it says, and lean, lean not on my own understanding. Um, but I will trust in the Lord with all of my heart. Uh, and so, so we were going back and forth about this, you know, and, and um, I had, had brought her in on Friday and it was a colossal fail. It was a colossal fail. Like it did not go over well. And, you know, and I've had other parents tell me, even though their family has faith and identifies as Christian. I've had other families like, you know, well, I think that they're, you know, losing their faith in God, you know, because I'm instructing them to trust in God, you know, which seems like a thing that seems weird that, you know, a, a counselor, you know, but I'm allowed to use their faith. You know, if they have that faith, I'm not going to put a faith on anyone. But if they already have that faith, then, you know, if this child has talked about Jesus before or going to church or whatever, you know, I'm going to use whatever I can get. <laughs> and what astounds me is actually just, just let me let me generalize this that we talk about these things but we don't do them we don't trust in the lord and with all of our heart 
<laughs> it's like one thing to say, I'm going to trust in heart and the Lord. And it's another thing to really trust in the Lord. And I understand why. Okay, so basically this little girl tells me, you know, well, you know, basically nothing changed in her life. And it wasn't that I was wanting anything to really change in her life. Although I believed that things would change in her life. Had she really done this exercise and really stayed with it for longer. It wasn't about changing her her life per se it was about changing her because the bigger issue has to do with with responsibility and and con- like I'm sorry I don't know what other word to use but control like we think we have control and these kids, you know, have so much responsibility. They feel responsible for everyone in their family. You know, at 11 years old, 12 years old, 12 year old little person, you know, younger person thinking that they are responsible for their parents and their grandmas and their every their dogs everyone in there everyone they're responsible for everyone and I'm sitting here you know going wow your your worry and your seeming control is doing nothing but but the truth is I could just point that right back at it myself and I could I can point that at a lot of us because I see very few people, very few people who actually, actually trust in the Lord with all of their heart. And now I'm going to attempt to say why. This is why I think it's like that. How? Could you really trust in a guy who is really mad at you? Like, really kind of mad at you all the time. I mean, this is part of it. There's two, there's two prongs to this, but this is part of it. Who's really kind of mad at you all the time. And, and like, there is this possibility that you could go to hell. You could go to hell. You, I mean, if there's a hell and there's a possibility, I mean, you could fall in that category. All of us could like, you know, because everybody sin and falls short of the love of God or whatever. I don't know. I've forgotten my, my Bible. I gave up the Bible a long time ago, even though I use it a lot in my material because this stuff, you know, is very ingrained. We are very indoctrinated. We are it becomes part of the fiber of who we are. Honestly. <clears throat> okay, so there's there's this entity up in the sky who lovingly created you, but you were born in sin and then you had to be baptized and depending on, you know, you have to be baptized and you have to accept that Jesus suffered and died on the cross for your sins. 
Okay, and there and there it is done. But see, it's not done for a lot of people. It's not done for a lot of people because it's it's an ever present worry. Because it, it never ends. Like and, and I'm sorry, but it doesn't. It doesn't end there when people say that. Because then, you know, all this stuff comes up later. Oh, well, you're not really a Christian. If you're doing that and you're living like that, you're not really a Christian. And, and I'm, I'm not entirely sure that for most people, they judge themselves. It's like a constant judgment. Because when you live this way, when you live with this belief that that there is a God who is male, mind you. I have to put that in, this male God. And I'm not saying that God is female. God is genderless. God does not have a gender. It makes no sense that God would have a gender, if you really think about it. The creator of everything, you know, um, the creator of everything, and I don't understand the whole thing about making him in his own image. It sounds a lot more like mythology to me than, but anyway, getting back to, um, <laughs> if you're going to accept that God was really mad and, and man was separated from God, and then he said, oh, well, I'm going to sacrifice my own son to reconcile. So I have to have the shedding of blood. Blood must be shed because you are you you as a species are so sinful. Okay, so if you're gonna, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure. Like, okay, so where is the trusting in God with all of your heart in all of this? Where does it? What rock do you put that on? And these, these, by the way, are not what Jesus, even in the Bible, what Jesus really taught. He taught that God, while a he, maybe, maybe, I don't even know what that meant, but okay. So in the Bible, Jesus said that God was a he and, and that God was your daddy. That God was something that you, you could trust that you could ask for a stone, you know, a loaf of bread, and you would be given a loaf of bread, or, you know, that God, you would receive whatever it is that you ask for. Okay? But that's not really the, the, the part that people hold on to. They hold on to the part that, that God is really mad, really mad. Okay, but here's the other thing. <laughs> And I think this is, I think these are both equally, in a lot of instances, equally what's going on. But part of what's going on is that it would imply that your life was going to change or a situation was going to change outside of yourself. So outside of yourself, this situation is going to change. So I'm going to trust in the Lord with a situation And then when it doesn't change or when it goes to the bad or when, you know, our life doesn't 
go the way that we want it to, then we stop believing, stop trusting in that. I mean, like, look, I trusted in it and this is what happened. Nothing's changed. Everything is just the same. So, you know, there. Bam. And so digging our heels in, you know, and then we do all these flowery things like trusting in the Lord, you know. <laughs> and I have to say that there is this balance, you know, although, although I would argue, I would argue that somebody who trusts in the Lord and everything is still going to work out okay. Like I'm thinking about like the idea that um, trusting the Lord and just doing something irresponsible. I was talking to a friend of mine last night who's in the, I don't like this word, but spiritual work, the same kind of spiritual work that I'm in as far as like creating her life, I'm creating my life. Because at some point I, I realized that all of this, all of this that I've just been talking about this idea, you know, that God is somehow going to change things, which I think that God does change things, but I don't think it's the way that they think that it's going to change. And it takes time. It's like this um, little song, I have faith like a river. I have faith like a river. You know, I mean, like, like faith grows. Sometimes it starts out like with a little bit of faith and then it grows and grows and grows as you start to see, see the evidence. Because I can understand wanting evidence, wanting a little bit of evidence. But, okay, so, you know, and I can't have this like theological conversation with a 12-year-old in the setting that I'm in. I can't have that right there, right then. And also, I'm not entirely sure about their understanding, to be honest, about things that are abstract like this. But I don't believe that God is is fathomable. I don't. I think that it is it is so beyond our comprehension that, okay, so... That which is unfathomable, working on that word, because I can't always say it correctly. But I'm going to use the example of the sun, because Jesus uses the example of the, of the sun in the Bible. Okay, so the sun is like this big ball of something up there. And I mean, that's, it's just this beautiful thing, and it just sends its light, and when it sends its light, it doesn't just send its light to some places, although people in Seattle would say something differently. <laughs> sorry, I had to, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, like, God must be really mad at us. I'm kidding. Okay, so I believe that God and God's love, because I believe God is the absolute man of, like, I cannot be other than love, is just like, the essence of whatever it is, the term we call love, which I think is also something that we don't quite exactly understand. 
the idea of love. I mean, we sort of do, we sort of feel it, but I don't think we quite understand it always. Okay, so this constant stream of love that is that is somewhat like the sun and it just comes down on everybody all the time. Everything on the planet, everything in the universe itself. <clears throat> and so I think that it's that it's like both this idea of subjective and not subjective all at the same time. Because everything is that. Like, I think the first idea, you know, of this really angry man up in the sky is false in that I don't believe there is any separation between God and man. And I believe that God is everything. And it's the only thing that actually makes sense. To, I mean, like, really. At first, when I started thinking like stuff like this, it didn't seem like it. It could be that way, but it cannot be other than. If, if the creator and the created are connected, then there's nowhere that the created is not connected to the creator. So everything is connected to that, to it, to the unfathomable. So, so this is how it really works. <laughs> but I also understand I also understand the idea that it doesn't always come in our timing, you know, and, and some of this stuff just drives me crazy. Like this, this, this whole idea of, you know, like manifestation. Okay. So write it down three times a day. I heard somebody recently write something down 22 times, write it down 22 times in the morning and 22 times in the, I, I just like, I don't. Okay. So if we, which is somewhat manipulation, right? It's like putting in a pretty please. Like, what is this? Um, I'm trying to think. Are they, weren't they called? And um, I'm trying to remember what the name of them was. But these things you could buy for forgiveness, you know, buy the forgiveness. Like, okay, so if I ask pretty, pretty please, will it make that thing come faster? If I If I feel the feelings more intensely, if I have more gratitude if I stay in the connection longer, you know, and, and, and I'm here to tell you, I've, I've, I haven't written it down 22 times, but, um, I've done a lot of these, these supposed manifestation hacks. And I'm just here to tell you that none of them were, it was all just hogwash. That's just my opinion. Maybe it's worked for other people. Um, but I'm just, I just, I just, I, in my own life have, you know, I just sometimes have not yet tuned myself to, and sometimes it takes a lot of fine tuning. So if you're listening to a radio, which we used to listen to the radio a lot when I was younger, 
I mean, streaming and radio hasn't been since, like, I don't know, the 2000s. So anything before that, you know, we didn't have, we had to tune in our radio. And what you would do is you would tune it in and then you would lock that, that spot into your phone, like 11.57, you know, so you would hear static, 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 and then bam, 11.57. And then you hear, and there you go, you are connected with that. This is the only way I know how to describe this. And so sometimes it's a lot of fine tuning and it's like learning and everything. And I, and I'm, I'm learning about this. Okay. I'm, you know, and sometimes I'm, I have a lot of things, you know, that, that, um, I haven't been doing my synchronicity fairy because it was kind of driving me a little crazy and she puts them out every day and it's like, I don't want to do that every day. I don't know why. I just don't. But it seemed like every single time that she put those out, it did come into my physicality. Things do come into my physicality on a regular basis. So this is how I can tell how I'm like doing, but also by how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling good and I'm feeling happy, that's the place I want to be. And so what do you do with a child who is racked with responsibility and unhappiness and despair? When this, the situations in their life are not changing and they feel responsible for them. And, and it's like, and sometimes I talk to them about, there's like this compulsion to hold on to the responsibility because maybe if they don't, things will get worse. Like, I, I don't know. I'm like, so I try to talk to them about that. Like, what would happen if you gave up the responsibility itself to God? Who is, okay, so if you're going to talk about this, then God is ultimately responsible. Right? So if you're going to, if you know, if people themselves are going to see God this way as being responsible, then, you know, like these terms, like God is in control, you know, <laughs> which is, which is an interesting thing right now in our country. When I'm looking at these, I, I actually saw this um, politician talking about that regarding these school shootings. That God is in control. Okay, not not the person with the gun. I mean, I don't know. It's just bizarre to me some of these these thoughts that that these politicians that read their Bibles supposedly. All that just seems very wonky to me because control in any way, shape, or form is not, appears to be, and I may be saying something incorrect here, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say 
that control is pretty diametrical to love. I mean, like, even when you say it and you sit here in your body and you say, okay, what does the feeling of control feel like? It's like constraining. It's, it's like, it's constraining compared to God being love and freedom and free will. And so I, I believe that God allows, allows the essence of it to be its essence. So in my life, throughout my life, being this younger life, a dutiful Catholic, and then at some point I gave up Catholicism and uh, moved on to other beliefs. But even throughout, I did. I, I would say, okay, Lord, tell me your, your will for my life. Okay, so tell me the road. Tell me where I should go. And then in about the last seven to ten years, I started to hear, make up your own damn mind. Make up your own damn mind. It's like, what do you want with your life? Okay, so God has given us life and God is... We are, we are connected. Like, make a decision. Like, think about it. What, what would make you happy? Ultimately. And I'm not talking about short-term happiness. I'm talking about longer-term. But even then, you get the longer-term thing, and then you have to move on to another thing, right? I mean, seemingly... Like nothing's like steady. Everything is like consistently moving. But this is, so this is what I saw. Okay, so defining what it is exactly that I want. And it's still a problem for me. I have a hard time making decisions. And I'm sure that, I'm sure that the universe or God is not confused about things, but I am. I'm confused sometimes. And so trusting in that is an art form and it's pretty rare. And I'm not necessarily expecting an 11-year-old, 12-year-old, but it would be so much better if a 12-year-old started trusting at 12 instead of at an older age because their life is going to be so much different because if you can live your life with trust live your life believing things are going to work out believing that good things are coming, that we have everything we need. Sometimes we just can't see it. It's there. I just can't see it, but I know it's there. We can live our life believing that, believing that everything is always and ultimately going to be okay. It's going to be good. 
And so I say that I believe, it is my belief that we can trust in that and practicing. I mean, it takes practice to trust in that and, and, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, cause sometimes like the smaller things are much easier for me than the bigger things. But then like, sometimes I, I, I think about like, my God, you know, so like I, okay, I think I was listening to um, Proctor. I really love that guy, Bob Proctor. Um, and he was saying to write down all of your wildest thoughts of things that you would like to desire, desire to like experience or whatever. He says, write down all of them, just the wildest things. And then I was, I didn't do that exercise, but I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, $20 million. Okay, $20 million. Because see, that's what Andrew Tate. So Andrew Tate, the, you know, <laughs> he said that if you have $20,000, that that's about all the money you ever need ever. <laughs> You're set for life with 20, 20 million dollars okay so I'm thinking all right my 20 million dollars and somehow I feel more comfortable with 20 million dollars than I do with a hundred thousand which I think is weird why does 20 million feel feel more comfortable and I think it's partly because it's like it's I have ease with it because it seems like something that you know (laughs) Is, is is in some ways kind of preposterous, right? But I mean, it's just fun. Like even 10,000 feels weirder to me, like, because 10,000 would be a whole lot easier seemingly to to have in my physicality than 20 million. But my, my mind is just really, really strange at this point. <laughs> because I practice this stuff all the time. And so like 20 million is like super fun. <laughs> so I'm going to put 20 million. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just laughing. Oh God. I just think it's so funny. And now I'm getting like slap happy and I need to go back to sleep, but um, I'm going to go in a second, but I just want to wrap this up. I believe that our belief systems as a society are all wonky. And we have beliefs that that I believe are not true. But, okay, so I'm not going to be able to, and I nor do I really want to change someone's belief that Jesus died on the, on the cross for their sins. Okay, so Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And, uh, okay, so let's just say all of that is well and good. And Jesus has reconciled you to God. Okay, so let's just accept this as, as a fact. Then, then the ultimate love for God would be trust. So like you 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 get into this relationship with somebody and if you can't trust them, it's not a relationship. That's very good. And I understand I understand that that part of the reason why we don't trust is because that thing doesn't so we say we trust and we 
give it to God and we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and then this thing in our life hasn't changed. It doesn't change in a week, two weeks. And so we don't trust. And so it's easy to say, oh, well, that doesn't work. And so, and so I say you have to stick with something. It's a, it's a practice, just like anything else. You have to keep practicing. You have to keep doing it. You have to keep turning to it. In those moments of doubt, you have to keep coming back to the belief. You, in order to get better at trusting You know, I make this silly analogy, but it just works for me, you know, that I, so I have a trusting relationship with free people, (laughs) the clothing line. (laughs) Okay. I put in my order and this is really relevant because my friend and I were talking about this last night. The one I was telling you about that is creating her life too. And she was, I'm going to be seeing her because we're going, we're both, we're going to be meeting up at this event. And she said that she had put in these orders she had put in an order for these dresses, but she doesn't think they'll be here in time. This is exactly what she told me. And I said, well, you know, what if they are? You know, and, and so she even texted me after we got off the phone. We were still talking about this that I said, you know, they'll be here. I said, as sure as I'm sitting here, I just know that her dresses are going to be there. You know, and so then I got to talking about free people. Okay, so I trust in free people that when I put in my order, it's coming. Okay, as a generality, I've never, you know, generally not gotten, except there was this time where (laughs) I came to the conclusion that my mailman had dyslexia. This was my conclusion. I remember telling the new male person this and she looked at me funny and it was like so weird. It was like an aha moment for her that nobody had considered that the mailman was not purposefully messing everything up. (laughs) Messing up everybody's mail. I mean, really. I mean, honestly, we really think this guy is purposefully messing up people's mail I'm laughing because I just think it's so funny but anyway (laughs) nobody considered that he was just dyslexic and he was putting them in the wrong mailbox because you know because I was always getting the mail for the guy at the wrong you know I mean he something was going on with his brain and so for a while I wasn't getting my free people mail and (laughs) And so this is what's hap- this is what has happened to us. We put in an order for something and it hasn't come. So I put in an order for a guy five years ago. <laughs> and I've done I've I've like I've paid the dues. I've like, you know, I I paid for my order. <laughs> I just think it's funny, but it still hasn't quite come into my physicality. But for some reason, I really want to say profanities right now. For some reason, I still believe this thing is coming. I still believe that guy is on his way to me. 
I believe that as sure as I am sitting here. I believe that guy is on his way to me. Even though I put in the order five years ago. And guy is not in my physicality presently. Physically. And and strangely enough, it just seems like like I it's like I believe because I believe in things that I cannot see. I have a belief in a future that I cannot yet see. And so there, there you have it. Maybe I'll come back with more on this as as I think about it. But anyway, I appreciate you listening and I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.